Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have... Jimmy Moynihan. Brian Milligan. And welcome. So this week, what do you guys have going on this week? Well, I guess this past week was Thanksgiving. Yeah. What did you guys do for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, I uh, spent it with my mom and dad, and then we're going to have this our neighbor uh, come over, mm. but she's like really weird. Like kind of creepy, but she's oh, you know, she's by nice. herself. Oh, um, but I didn't want her to come over, so I I texted her that my mom canceled Thanksgiving. Oh my! You actually, <laughs> which was such a monster. I know, which was a lie, <laughs> which was kind of a lie because like every year my mom will like kind of have a breakdown at Thanksgiving, mm. or and she's just like I can't do it. She'll run out of the kitchen, mm. and then. Um, <laughs> But then I knew she would, like, be okay. But the second she said, I'm not doing this, I immediately texted her, like, like, hey, my mom just canceled Thanksgiving. <laughs> and then I ready. felt terrible because um, I just pictured her alone, sitting in the dark. Eating, yeah, like, like, what if you get the, 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 the cops show up in a week and they're like, there's a dead body next door and some lady shot herself on Thanksgiving. <laughs> right, yeah, that's what I was afraid of. And also I just felt terrible. I'm like, that's a terrible... <laughs> fucking terrible person so like five ten minutes later i think like ten minutes later i'm like never mind my mom uh on canceled, <laughs> canceled. uh but then she uh she was uh too sick to come over so she didn't come over so that made me happy mm-hmm. anyway that's what i did for thanksgiving <laughs> just, just be a absolutely terrible person <laughs> That's the spirit of Thanksgiving, though. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, technically, it's, if it's, you're a white guy, that's it, like the whole thing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's all a lie anyway. Man. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's also Native American, which makes it <laughs> <laughs> I did, um, so I, I went hunting. If you saw my Facebook thing, I went hunting in Virginia. Nice. I spent, what, three nights in the woods in 32 degree kind of weather type of thing. Mm. Didn't see a deer the entire time. 32, where were you? In Virginia. Virginia. Oh, you said that. Okay, sorry. And then um, drove home from Virginia and counted 14 dead deer on the side of the road. (laughs) 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 On the way home. That's cars, So that's my, yeah. (laughs) Drive a car through the woods. So were you in the woods for Thanksgiving? Yeah, so I, I'm such an ass. So I did the, my wife's annoyed with me, but I I think it's fair. I did, um, so actually, it's a comedy. Um, the was that Wednesday night was Judd Jones the Blind Lion. Mm-hmm. They had their All Star um, show, which was like it was it was me, Eugene, Marcus Crespo, Jay Paul, and then one guy that God damn it I know him but I it's my first time meeting him. Um, I gotta check. But um, so we did that Wednesday night. I literally performed, got off stage, got in my car. And got on 95 to go to Virginia. Damn. And drove like overnight, <laughs> didn't sleep at a hotel, just ate the 11 hour drive. Jesus. <laughs> 11 hour drive? 11 hour drive. <laughs> Your legs cramp up? <laughs> no, it was too My bad. My legs I, always I, cramp Oh, really? <laughs> I drive, I'll drive to New Orleans yeah. and about nine hours in, yeah. I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to put one of my feet up, like, on yeah. the, like almost. Out the window. Really? Because it'll cramp up, up, really? I think that's because you're like eight feet tall. I, yeah. I swear yeah. you drive a car like that. <laughs> I do. I drive a little Toyota Corolla. My legs are like 
good. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> what was funny is like everybody, everybody gets like scared for me. So like, you're just gonna keep driving. I'm like, dude, I'm a comic. Yeah, it's that's what you I do. drive every single night. Like there have been so <laughs> many nights where I do shows in Miami, mm-hmm. where I'll work here from nine to five. I'll leave here at five, drive to Miami, perform in Miami, turn around and drive home, Jesus. and then get up and work the next morning. I do it all the time. You get home like 2, 3 in the morning? Yep, get home like 2 o'clock in the morning, Jeez. go to bed, wake up at 7, and go to work. That's what <laughs> happens Saturday night. It's like, I had to, I had to work I had to work at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, the show ended by the time like everyone settled down. It was like around 11.45. Mm-hmm. And then they are like, do you, you, you want to go get food? Joe was like, you want to get food? <laughs> Immediately... <laughs> Because my plan was to go home so yep. I could sleep. Immediately, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and then we ate, and then we were just talking. It's just like, I don't know. I feel, it, I feel so comfortable around other comics, and mm-hmm. it's so precious to me. I'd rather be tired. Yeah. And miserable the next day. Yep. And just enjoy <laughs> being around comics. And yeah. That's exactly how I feel. It's too. worth it. It's so much. Yeah. The hang is like. I feel like it's like half of this thing. You know? Oh, it's like most of it. I feel like. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like um, someone was saying, and I think there's like truth to this. If you're, uh, if you're like enjoyable to be around or like a good hang, then people will put you on shows just because mm-hmm. they like you. <laughs> I was just shitting on that concept. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, and that's nice because all you have to be is mediocre. Yeah. You just as as don't have to eat complete shit. Is that what's yeah. happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A I don't want to say it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, your mediocrity and combined with your you know social skills, mm-hmm. you're going to go far. Well, some, <laughs> people, some people are funny socially and not necessarily funny on the stage. It's fucking hard mm-hmm. to. Uh, to get to that level and immediately when you pick up a microphone mm-hmm. you're just like at least for me for like a long time I'm just like uh, I turn into a different person yep <laughs> where I'm not as funny yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but now it's like the more I do it the more I can um get closer to how I am yeah. off stage but it's impossible to be as funny on stage yeah as well, it is off stage like I think. so like that's how because like I've never like I've always been like social socially funny you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I was worried that that wouldn't translate you know mm-hmm. and so like when I'm writing jokes it's it's a lot different than like just being funny in a group because mm-hmm. it's just you you know so you're just basically writing shit that you say and you're waiting for the reaction you know mm-hmm. where like in a group it's more like on the spot like mm-hmm. and like I listened to your first episode and you mm-hmm. were talking about crowd work and like mm-hmm. it was you, you had like a, a good chunk about that and I went I literally went alright from here on out I'm gonna do some crowd work so that mm-hmm. I can flex that muscle and get it stronger mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie man the last two shows I've done mm-hmm. I've had like like it was a good show regardless and yeah. then I had like I don't know a minute of crowd work that I did and mm-hmm. both of them like got crazy laughter you know yeah. what I mean like and so I appreciate you talking yeah. about that because <laughs> I never thought like like for the long I mean I, I said the longest time I've only been doing it a few months but for, in, the, in the beginning in the beginning I was, like I was I was like I was too nervous to even look at the crowd you know mm-hmm. I was looking down and yep. telling my jokes like yeah. this you know you're and, doing yep. the the sidestep back 
Yeah, yeah, forth. yeah. I still yeah. do. I have a sway a little bit, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I like to think it's swagger, but really it's just nerves. <laughs> it's, nerves. It's, just like, it's just a psycho yeah, bob yeah, back yeah. and forth. Yeah, and my jokes are a little, a little edgier. So like, you just got this crazy guy in yeah. the microphone. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, the crowd work has been really good for me so far. Yeah, like uh, where I'm definitely gonna keep using it. You know, it, like not not to where like it takes most of my set, but de- mm-hmm. you know, like it, I, I like to think of it as like a a tool in the tool bag. It's one of the biggest tools. You are a tool yeah. bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's one of the like most important things that you can run to. Yeah. Because there are rooms where unless you're doing crowd work, you're gonna bomb. Yeah. Like they're just it, it is what it is. <clears throat> That makes and, sense, though. Well, because yeah. you, you guys were talking about it in, in retrospect of, like, you're bombing already, mm-hmm. and you're using that as, like, a, a way to get the audience back, yep. and then you go back to jokes. Mm-hmm. And, and also, it's like, if someone's doing, like, a 10-minute set, and they're bombing, and then they don't acknowledge that they're bombing, yeah. level, so they're just... Yeah, it, it's brutal. You gotta say, yeah. at, at, at some point, you have to be, like, yeah... I, you have to let the audience know that you're aware that you're eating absolute and you're, shit, and you're a human being. Yeah, like that's yeah. the other thing. Like you don't want to be a robotic, yeah, bombster. Yeah, and there's weird. There's a few comics I've heard that like certain. There's certain famous comics that I've heard, and I don't want to say their names because I'll probably get it wrong, but that their sets are literally like written word for word, and they go up and they perform the set word for word. Mm-hmm. But the majority of people, they perform mm-hmm. and it's a lot looser than that now if somebody's doing a special they're working on cutting every unnecessary word out and tightening it down to absolute right you know the 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 idea of a joke is you and you know who am I to say the idea of the joke I'm doing this four years but <laughs> the idea of a joke <laughs> is you take the funny story mm-hmm. and you eliminate every word that is not absolutely necessary yeah. until you get it down to its purest, fastest, you know, thing. Yeah, I heard it um, is like a economy of words. Exactly. Like they so like yeah. I mean, like I I've been a comedy fan forever. And mm-hmm. so like pretty much everything that I've learned just from listening to podcasts, watching mm-hmm. stand up my whole life, like that's mm-hmm. all the shit that I'm like trying to incorporate and mm-hmm. that's one thing that I've like I've I've very specifically tried not to have like w- super wordy jokes mm-hmm. you know yeah right and if you're i feel like being loose is good but you can't put filler into a joke exactly. that has a yeah, start yeah. middle and then a punchline. yeah so like you'd be loose but like mm-hmm. everything has to tie in yeah that's difficult i've, I've done that before <laughs> where you get into a long because i have a lot of longer bits mm-hmm. and like you get into it and then you start like you get distracted and you start talking about something else mm-hmm. and then you get to the end of your like sort of crowd work tangent mm-hmm. and then you go ah shit what was I talking about before <laughs> this <laughs> yeah which but but what's funny is like the, the people that I notice that audiences most respond to mm-hmm. like it's 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 really not the material yeah it's it's how it's your level of comfort yeah. in front of them mm-hmm. I, when I did when I was in New York I did um the the um, the small room, the fat black pussycat room mm. at the cellar, mm-hmm. and there was a comic who was up there. I forget his name, but he was up there, and it was a showcase of sort of newer comics that have been doing it. You know, anywhere from you know a year to eight years. Okay, and then this like fifteen year, twenty year New York veteran walks up. 
and he's just talking shit to the audience. <laughs> he's literally just up there asking people's names, asking them where they're from, making fun of where they're from, and he's so comfortable that the audience almost, it's like the audience has to trust that you're so confident in yourself mm-hmm. that they can feel comfortable to laugh and not judge themselves yeah. for laughing at you. Right. They have to know that you're confident that you're good. Mm-hmm. He said the stupidest thing. He said something about, <laughs> the, the girl was like, I'm from Melbourne. Or no, the, it was an Australian girl. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, he was okay. like, oh, you're Australian, you're from Melbourne. And she was like, uh, yeah, but it's pronounced Mel Bean, right? <laughs> and he was like, no, it's not. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, what's, is the movie called Jason Bean? And she was like, no. And it fucking killed. Because yeah. it was just such a goofy, like yeah. he was just having a conversation with this girl. And the level of comfort, it allows the audience yeah. to also feel comfortable. Big exhale, especially when um, you get like a couple new comics that are, like tense, or you can yep. tell they're nervous, and mm-hmm. that makes the audience nervous. They bring the whole room into a oh, panic. It just with makes them, them like. Yeah. I I get like that if I watch someone that's kind of struggling. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh boy, oh, yeah. I I feel it because yeah. I've been there yeah. before. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just tense without thinking about it. And then like another comic gone, and just like he's comfortable. Like you could just see the crowd. You could just feel yeah. the crowd like oh, soothe okay, back in. Cool. Yeah, we're, we're safe now. Like, one of the things that I use all the time is because I have, cause you said some of your stuff is a little edgier, mm-hmm. and I say a few things on stage where, like, I have this, <laughs> I've done it a few times, and people either are super on board and think it's hilarious, mm-hmm. and then a certain <clears throat> percentage of the room is, like, horrified. I have this joke about Ukraine. Oh, yeah, right? nice. Good time. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Good time. Well, well, the, here's the thing, though. I really hope this war continues because as soon as the war is over, the joke's not going to work. <laughs> I really hope innocent yeah, Ukrainians die. die cause I gotta it's, like, kill worth it. joke. it's worth it for this one minute. <laughs> but um, but I, oftentimes I say that joke and then like half the room is like, not even half. It's almost like like 30% of the room will be dying laughing. Mm-hmm. And the other 70, like some of them are like kind of nervous. Some of them are like... I can't believe you said, oh, my God, or whatever. And every time I get that reaction, my response now is always, ah, you pussies will be all right. (laughs) And and you say that, and it snaps the audience right back into, like, uh oh, it's fine. Because once they – it's almost like – I'm sorry. No, it's okay. But it's it's almost like when you – it's like like training a dog almost. Yeah. Where it sounds really fucked up. I'm talking about the audience. Yeah. But it's like I am not going to allow you – to judge and turn this into a well, we're not satisfied with that. Know that I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. Yeah. And you pussies are gonna be all right. That's and right. I swear they're on board. As soon as as soon as you let them know, like yeah, it's okay. It's not okay. Backing down, yeah. motherfuckers, jump right. on this. Jump they on this love train. it. So yeah. so we we were talking about confidence just a minute ago. Like so, I had a joke that I wrote pretty early on, mm-hmm. and I would do it, and I loved it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's a joke where, like, I, I say the punch or the setup, and everybody kind of just goes, oh. yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And then I would say the punchline, and initially, like, I would get more relief than laughter. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> and I think it had to do with, like, my confidence in the, like, at the time. Like, it was, like, towards the beginning, it, that's all I was getting. So I actually mm-hmm. rewrote the joke and changed it. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't have that same... Like, I like the edginess of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And it didn't have that anymore. So I went back to it. Mm-hmm. But now when I do it, like, I'm doing it with more confidence. And, mm-hmm. like, it's one of it's one of the best jokes I have. You know yeah. what I mean? It just is. And so Which one is it? 
It's the motherfucker joke. Oh yeah. So yeah, like I it, heard that the first time when I, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, it's a rough one. <laughs> it really is. Be- yeah. Because like it doesn't make me look good. But, <laughs> no, but it then doesn't. It, but then in the punchline, yeah. like it, it, like in the punchline, it gives it like it, it, it mm-hmm. redeems my, it redeems me. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that, but that's why I was getting relief because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's. It's, yeah. it's dark, man. Oh, yeah. thank God this yeah. guy doesn't fuck his mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But but I'm saying like now I love it because like I get that like gasp, but like I like and I I, I let mm-hmm. it sit there for a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know like I mean I don't say a minute. I really mean like three or four seconds. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but it feels, it feels like, like a, a minute. Time. Yeah. And then once I hit the punchline, they're like, oh, you know, and then, and then, and I get laughter now, and yeah. I I 100 think it was like just my confidence in the mm-hmm. joke in general. And that's the one thing that I think I've improved on the most is like just my level of confidence being in front of an audience, talking to them, like just being comfortable in general. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. Although, like on the flip side, we have like a guy like uh, Kyle Christopher who's doing like nothing but edgy material. He's mm-hmm. brand new. He goes up there with this like nervous energy where he's like, he's almost like shaking before he goes up. He's so. But it, he's it, like, it's like endearing for but him. But it's uh, genuine because like you think he's doing like this character of like this like guy that's just like so nervous that he's like shaking looking around and yeah and squirming but that's how he is off stage yeah yeah he's he's like but it's like when he goes up it's like an endearing quality like you he goes up and he's like i like the darker jokes you know he starts every I set like got, that yeah I, I almost told him to like hey man Stop don't don't, don't that do that dark yeah but at the same time and you don't want to say that you're edgy right just just be funny but at the same time i feel like that gives him like a like in a, a quality of like uh, like a like a hurt puppy or something like that, you know what I mean? And he goes up and he's like, "I like the darker stuff," and then he just goes into a set. And I, I mean, every single time I've seen him do comedy, mm-hmm. from the minute he stepped on stage the first time, he's he's done really well. Like, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I love I love. On the flip side of that, you got uh, Preach, his roommate, who just comes up with all confidence. You know what I mean? And just yeah. does really well. Also, like it, it's he's super confident. Yeah. It's re- it's really interesting. We got a nice uh, little scene of brewing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's getting... That's what we're. I, I was at the first open mic. That was the first <laughs> time. It was nine eleven. That's what yeah. I, I started. I was like, this is the perfect day to start comedy. Yeah, I don't have a was story. It? Have a I was story there that night. I think. Were you? Was I? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, have you been to one? Which one? At the beach side. Oh, oh no, I haven't been yeah, to the beach side. I haven't the, been to the beach side. Yeah. yeah, and so uh, I mean, when we when I first got there, there was like what maybe ten comics the first night, if that. Yeah, and there was like maybe two audience members or something. I think there was mm-hmm. two audience members. Yeah, uh, literally just two people. Mm-hmm. The, like they were the walking front. by the plaza or something. They're yeah. like, what's going on here? <laughs> you know? Comedy. Yeah. But but now like like stay. We had like twenty twenty three comics last night mm-hmm. and probably what, like fifteen, 15. to eighteen audience yeah. members, nah. you know? So cool. here's one thing. So I have this other thing. I, by the way, if I'm looking at my phone, I'm not ignoring you. I'm like trying to well, research I'm, something. I'm, I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> but um the one thing since we're talking about the well, two things. Number one, since we're talking about sort of edgy material and 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 getting comfortable saying that, mm-hmm. um, I couldn't find the name of the actual professor, but there's this study that they did trying to figure. Out, there was this professor that um, a psychologist that was looking at human behavior, mm-hmm. and they were trying to break down the actual like like the 
essence of what makes something funny. Mm -hmm. Like where laughter comes from. Like the involuntary reaction Mm -hmm. that a human has to laugh at something. Yeah. Right? And one of the results of all of his research is this thing called benign violation theory. Okay. And the idea is what makes you laugh is something that initially seems wrong. Mm -hmm. And then you realize something about it that now makes it okay. So your initial reaction is, oh my God, that's unfor- that's that's wrong. You're not. That's not supposed to happen. This is bad. That's why people falling down is so funny. Yeah. It's you watch <laughs> the person fall and then you realize they're okay, and, and that tense and then release. Yeah. Is what ma- you have to first experience what you feel is a violation, mm-hmm. and then realize that it's benign, and then that release is where the laughter comes from. Yeah. Right. So that idea of saying something horrible, but then the punchline pulls them all the way back to, oh, okay, what I thought was this isn't that, mm-hmm. right? And that's sort of the essence of what makes something funny. I really wish I could figure out this freaking psychologist's name, <laughs> but whatever. Shout, um, shout out to random yeah, psychologist Yeah, random guy. psychologist guy. <laughs> <laughs> This is a very professional podcast. <laughs> but um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about just in terms of the comedy scene brewing uh-huh. is I also want to figure out I felt like this before because I've only been doing this like five years now, mm-hmm. but I've been through like the the Melbourne, or I guess Brevard County we should call it. The Brevard County comedy scene has gone through a couple of sort of eras and waves in such a short period of time because uh-huh. COVID brought a lot of weird sure. stuff. And then it was already kind of getting weird before COVID and then it just really... It was pretty... It uh, blew up completely during COVID and now it's kind of building yeah. well, it was, like, <laughs> back up. Pretty toxic before covid yep and then the comedy scene during covid was about five people, people yeah. yeah i don't know if we we did like 15 minutes each this is the wow. same yep. i mean the it was i mean also it was covid yeah yeah, yeah. um was there audience but we you know there was no comedy for a while right yeah so the audience would be most times like four or five people for a while mm-hmm and so we were doing 15 minutes in front of like four people. Oh, sorry. And then, um, I like how I tried to do it quietly. He's like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> banging on the table. Um, and then like eventually we started getting crowds it was inconsistent, but so like, yeah, it's like crazy. Cause like this scene now it's like, um, all new people. Yep. It it's is. like when saved by the bell, uh, <laughs> did like the new class. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all new people. So what, what's interesting is what, what I like when like things change because mm-hmm. um, I mean we've had this again at different points in our comedy scene mm-hmm. is there's an opportunity to build a vision yeah because there's it's 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 new now it's fresh there's new people there's new yeah. whatever so one of the things that you know I I wonder how we kind of foster this is. I don't know. Are you a fan of the Opie and Anthony show? Mm-hmm. What well, used to be okay? Yeah, what it used to be. So, yeah. yeah, what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no Opie and Anthony. Yeah, there's before no the compound. Yeah. yeah. So, one of my favorite things in the world that got me started in comedy that what, truthfully, one of the things that has made me good is I was a huge fan of that stuff before I even attempted getting on stage. Yeah. And one of my favorite things in the world, I listened to it on my drive back to Virginia. I spent. I literally listened to like four hours of this stuff on the drive. Old Opie and Anthony? Yeah. Nice. Hat Court. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, remember that? Remember Where that. they used to take the comics would be like, you know what? 
I think that this joke that you have is fucking awful. Yeah. yeah. Here's why I think it's awful. Yeah. And now you have to defend oh, why the bit yeah, yeah. is just so the good. greatest oh, thing in the world. But what's interesting about that sort of like that sort of generation, that crop of New York comics that came out of that sort mm-hmm. of environment. I mean, I understand that was Patrice O'Neill, Rich Voss, Bill Burr, Bob Jim, Kelly, Jim Norton. Jim Norton. Like, yeah, th- but but they were bred that way for a reason, mm-hmm. right? And what I notice is comics now are very sensitive. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, they take themselves way too seriously. They don't want to, they're not competitive at all. Like, they feel like, Oh my God! You can't. Oh my! This person doesn't like my jokes. It's so mean or whatever. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They're not tough. Like they're not. They're scared. But yeah, they're not. They're just not the built for that, that kind of environment. Is, well, they were all friends, so yeah. they would shit on each other. But they understood that they all knew they were good. Yeah. So like when they shit on a joke, it was like but, they were okay with it. But here's the thing, though. They would also shit on people that weren't their friends that actually weren't yeah. good and they meant it when they were shitting on them. Right, yeah. Right? And one of the things that I wonder for our local comedy scene and how we develop like a, a quality scene because like before we started recording we were talking about how our scene is small mm-hmm. but I really think there's quality here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I mean I think number one from a, from a mic perspective I, I I travel all over the state. I've done you know some shows out of state as well. Mm-hmm. We have some amazing mics here locally. Mm-hmm. The truth be told, we have which. What do you mean? We have, right now we just have one. Well, I guess yes. I guess we have mics and they have showcases and all Show, that. Okay, stuff, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I, just, I, I thought you meant like I'm all talking of about like all. Yeah, of yeah. Them, yeah right. Just so like them. yeah. So I mean, we have Blind Lion. We have the Moon Room. We have the record store we have I mean Gregory's Comedy Club they don't really do mics and stuff like open mics or anything no, like that but it's showcases. a legitimate great comedy club and they do some showcases yeah Rudy runs a once a month yeah, yeah the Thursday show, show. and I mean between mm-hmm. those four and old, an old school pizza is supposed to be coming back yeah to me old school pizza was kind of like our um uh, Tidnog. Ju- yeah. <laughs> like, well, that it was, was just that was the, the rowdy. That was like, rowdy. Yeah, just, yeah, people, people, like. <laughs> there's going to be hecklers. Talking. There's going to be people talking. Screaming in the employees yep. like, you just, you had to, it was it's balls to the wall room. Comedy yeah. chaos. Right? Yeah. And I would, I would argue, I, I want to create a scene where comics don't have to leave our area. Yeah. To really develop and That's get That's what good. I mean. And then, like, when you do go, so, like, for me, it's because. I'd like to have to, for open mics, I mean, I'm traveling Mm -hmm. an hour to do five minutes. So, like, Mm -hmm. any opportunity where you could do get in an open mic locally, Mm -hmm. and that way I'm traveling to Orlando or Daytona or wherever, um, just for showcases, that'd be great. Yeah. But we obviously have, like, an audience here, too. Because, like, when you go to the Moon Room or you go to... Uh, the Beachside Retro All Star Show, like I mean, they, they pack out. You Jim's know. got prostate cancer. Yeah. He's like twenty something. Yeah, I'm just gonna pee in the cup, baby. <laughs> but no, like when you go to these shows, like there's consistently seventy to hundred people there. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I mean, those rooms are not really big, like yeah. huge rooms. No, so you know, so like packed. seventy to hundred people. Yeah, it's, it's like standing, standing room. room. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And on a consistent basis. I mean, we yeah. did. 
Um, we did Blind Lion, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, and the crazy thing is Judd's only, Judd's, Judd's only lived in this area for like, I think a year or something yeah. like that. Because he and, came down from New York, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's packed every single time. And that's like a 50-seater, right? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Some, it's, it, I mean, the last time, it was literally, I, I brought my wife and it was like kind of an issue almost because there was nowhere for her to sit. Like, yeah. I had to stand up so that she could use the seat that was designated <laughs> for me. Because there's it's standing room only. Yeah. And I think having that level of quality here locally in a small, I can't call it a small town, but but in a place that isn't a major city, yeah, I think it's a huge opportunity. And I think the comics that we develop here, um, I think we can develop really good comics here just as good, if not better, than anywhere else in the country. Yes. I don't see, I, I mean, I've traveled all over the place. One of the things that I didn't like was when I first started in this area, a lot of the comics had this weird, mystical view of comics from, like, bigger areas. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, man, you know those guys from Orlando? Yeah. And I'm There's... sorry. I go to Orlando. Here it goes. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not impressed. Okay. Like, it's, I'm just not. Yeah. And, of course, just like anywhere else, there's a few really great comics in Orlando. For sure. There's a few really shitty comics in Orlando. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of people in the middle. Yeah. Just like anywhere else. Anywhere else, like New York City, you go there. I mean, the majority of comics, quote, unquote, uh, suck. Yeah, horrible. You just... The cream uh, rises to the top. Exactly. The only difference between a major city and a small town is that there's so many people trying to do comedy course, right? yeah. that you just get a larger group that's ratio. really good. Well, you you also have more opportunities to, to exactly. do comedy. Like in yeah. New York, you could do three, four shows a night just yeah. just being an open micer. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like here, like if you're if you're an open micer, like you got one shot. You yep. know what I mean? And then hopefully you do that enough to where you, like, develop a little bit and then, yeah. like, get on bigger shows, yeah. you know? But unless you're traveling as of right now, like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you basically got one a week, you yeah. know? And so, mm-hmm. it, like, right now it's like we have to rely on Orlando or, yeah. like, you know, Mike's close by, West, well, West uh, Palm or whatever. What needs to happen is uh, there's a lot of comics now, so it's, you know, yeah. They need to open. They need to start right. an open mic. Yeah, I like, need to uh, do it. I'm so lazy. I like. Just... I think it'd be good for you to start an open mic, Brian, because uh, you're new. You could get hosting experience in, and um, I'm trying my best to get other comics to do it. <laughs> <laughs> True, because if young if if someone that like, you know, doesn't. You know, just miserable and uh, alone. Yeah, which are a lot of the comics. Yeah, you have a family. It's very common. But there's uh, (laughs) plenty of comics that can just start a room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, my problem is like I, you know, I'm I got a family. I got yeah, yeah. I got all this stuff, and I'm already going out like three three nights a week. And then that's like a Mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. And also, that's you're staying the whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stay the whole time. I I hang out afterwards. Like, I I don't want to be, like, the dad who, like, is out five nights a week and then I don't get to see the soccer games and all that kind of shit. So, it's, 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 but here's the thing. I had kids super young. So like my fir- like my my oldest daughter is graduating high school this year. Oh sure. And then oh. my younger one has I'm like leaking piss. <laughs> <on me. laughs> and then my younger one. I think I might have a UTI. <laughs> my second UTI. You've been hanging out with dirty girls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have. It's, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but the like my younger one's eleven. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And so I have like 
that's my time frame with all this really it's yeah. like all right i'm gonna be here for at least six more years mm-hmm. like until my my younger one gets out so i got six mm-hmm. years to really develop as a comic yeah and get really good at it and mm-hmm. then go to bigger markets if that's yeah. the case or whatever you know well, here so here's my thing and this is sort of my sort of philosophy on this whole thing because mm-hmm. as you were sitting in my family's business yeah right so like I'm not going anywhere. Right. Um, even out, yeah, outside of my family business, my whole family's here. My wife's whole family's here. Yeah. When we have kids, I don't want to drag my kids, you right. know, somewhere else and not ha- have them not be around their grandparents and cousins and all that sort of thing. Right. So, like, I'm not going anywhere. And my thing that I think what we need to sort of develop, and I'm super selfish because I'm trying to develop something around me to make my life easier. Yeah, yeah, of course. But... Um, I mean, Miami is an awesome market, right? If you speak There's, Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I mean, no, it's w- w- one of the interesting things is comics like go, you know, comics feel like you have to go to New York or LA. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, number one, with social media, it's just not true anymore. Yeah, that's true. And number two, what's cool about this area that I think people don't take enough advantage of, and I'm one of those people, mm-hmm. is oh. Atlanta is exploding. Mm-hmm. In terms of the entertainment industry, they're making movies out of Atlanta. A lot of crazy things. Like, the entire Marvel thing is being made out of Atlanta now. Really, a lot of Disney in general. Not just Marvel. Outside of, like, Star Wars, because they do that in in London, you know? But, yeah, pretty much everything else they do is... Is in Atlanta, right? Yeah, Hollywood's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. But so for us, who are at the very bottom rung of the entertainment industry... Yeah. Dude, Atlanta's like a six-hour, seven-hour drive. Yeah. If there's two of you in the car, it's three hour driving per person. You switch or whatever. Yeah, I've I've done it before. I did a um, uh, underground comics of Atlanta mm-hmm. on um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's again, it's like because because for us as comics, the credits are important. For sure, like, it's frustrating that they're so important. Yeah, but it's really important. Well, especially if you're trying to get booked in places where you've never been before. Exactly. You know. Yeah, I so, got some good credits. Yeah. I have. Uh, Lizette's Cajun Bistro. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, uh, that I was really your, waiting to hear some shit. I was like, oh shit, is, that, is that on your IMDb? <laughs> yeah, like that's my top credit. And, uh, I use that I've gotten a lot of gigs, mostly just performing at Lizette's Ca- Cajun Bistro again. <laughs> that's but, that's um, Duncan's show, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's, uh, no, it's thanks, great, Duncan. Yeah. It's a great show. But they. Um, so for so for me, it's like figuring out how we can make use of where we are, because I I really I don't think that the travel is necessary. Right. Like I mean I know that's going to sound crazy to some people, but if you look at who's really made it, because one of the things that I started looking into is okay, you know what are the levels that you have to get at yeah. to sort of graduate to the next step. Yeah. So one of the things I was I've been doing some research about, and I even talked to um. This is really cool. Um, hopefully they do it again soon. Mm-hmm. The um, Renee Hart, who owns the Dana Improv and the West Palm Beach Improv, mm-hmm. she, the manager of the Miami Improv, mm-hmm. and a couple of veteran comics showed up at the Dana Improv mm-hmm. and they did a workshop. Oh, nice! Where they invited like any. It was it was the Dana Improv packed. And it was all comics. Wow. And they were on stage with a with a long table doing a panel discussion. Hmm. And comics could ask questions of the people who own some of the biggest comedy clubs in the state. Mm-hmm. Right? And one of the things they were talking about, I said, hey, you know, what are you guys actually looking for somebody to headline? Right. Because you guys are headlining famous people. That's clear. 
Right. But the non-famous people that we see on like the improv calendar, yeah. who the hell are these people? Like, where do they come from? How? Do, what, what do you guys look for? Right. And I, <laughs> they gave kind of a general answer, and then I pressed. Yeah. And um, the answer that I got was, it said around twenty-five thousand followers. Okay. Is when they start to even consider you. That's when they pay attention. Right. That's when they go, okay, you're somebody. Oh. Right. I only got twenty four thousand to go. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the that's, same. that's actually a lie. I need like twenty four thousand eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's the thing, though. So with that information, right? What it proves is, it's it's not that you have to move someplace else to yeah. become famous. You're talking about Christoph Jean and how he built an audience and then moved to New York with a built-in yeah, audience. Yeah, with, with a following. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, it's uh, you can do it anywhere. Uh, the, I mean, I can't complain about not having followers because yeah. I don't post. We don't do anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, I just post. I posted two reels for the first time in a long time mm-hmm. in the last three days. And I already people are following me so it's like very yeah. clear you just need you to, just have to momentum. do it yeah. yeah so like i'm gonna start taping everything mm-hmm. taking video taping, yeah whatever and um <laughs> just post something i'm like jimmy's got an old lady with a typewriter on yeah. the side of the yeah. stage yeah. To yeah. A video and then uh just post it like every day mm. like uh, and then you'll just get more followers. Yeah. And then that's all you have to do. And then like, um, and then that's it. It's like it's not a coincidence of people that are very active in social media yep. obviously have a good following. Yeah. Um, I was afraid that I wasn't good enough, mm-hmm. or I I was like I want to be like the type of co- I want to get to a certain point where I feel good mm-hmm. about my comedy until before I want anyone to see it <laughs> but like I'm at a point yeah. right now where I have good bits some yeah. good bits and um, I'll like like the three clips I have on now mm-hmm. I feel good about all three of them as far as like okay it's a joke mm-hmm. and um, I posted all three and yeah it's just uh you d- you I think you have to replace. Okay, I'm not in a big city. With okay, I got to tape every. I got to. I got to record everything, exactly. and I have to put it all up. Yeah. But when you yeah. when you're recording jokes, because like I see mo- most people are posting like crowd work, mm-hmm. right? That's like well, the, as the to not burn. Right, you're not burning material. material. But if you're posting a joke, do you burn that joke now? Like you just never. No, know it. it's it's the kind of thing where if somebody comes to a show. Mm-hmm. And they've seen you on social media. It's like and one in the crowd. <laughs> well, that too. But also, if you do 50 jokes in a set mm-hmm. and they've seen 10 of them before, mm-hmm. they're not going to be mad at that. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Because yeah, the yeah. majority the is there. stuff that they have. It. Now, yeah. if if you literally go up there and do all your Instagram shit, they're going to be like, well, this was stupid. Like, we paid to come out here and this guy just told the same joke he yeah. told on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I'm pointless. sure there's the guys that do that too. Oh, there's tons <laughs> of guys that do that. And that's why I think, and I think, because I have the same problem you have to where, like, I just, I don't want to, A, I don't want to burn material, and B, I just, it's, it's so weird to feel like, am I good enough yet to be? Because another thing that I do, yeah, and I'm going to, I realize how much of an asshole I'm going to start to sound like the more I talk on this podcast thing. What do you but, mean start to sound like? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I stopped watching stand-up. Like, if, if, when I started, if it is not Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Richard Pryor, yeah. like, Bill Burr, George Carlin, if it is not the greatest, yeah. I don't watch it. Right. I don't consume it. 
because the way I see it is my standard is what I watch. And if I watch mediocre comics, I'm going to think that it's okay to be a mediocre comic. Right? So anyone, you're saying though that anyone that's not those five are mediocre? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I, but if you no, if you if you scroll Netflix though, uh-huh. there's a bunch of shitty stand-up specials on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, but there's some like solid ones like uh, Segura. Like, yeah, well, yeah, uh, Brian Simpson. Did you see Brian Simpson's half hour? No, Dude, he's oh so man, funny. He's, killer. Yes, that uh, Shane Wang has mm-hmm. a great special. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of good uh, Sam Morell's special on mm-hmm. Netflix. There's some solid specials. I think yeah. Simpsons was a batch that they put out like a yeah mm-hmm. like a degenerates or something like something that, like that. Yeah. or the comedians or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah but uh it's uh there's some good comics let me hold on i think i might have seen the brian simpson it's really fun brian simpson of, watched of the batch that they put out he was the one. first one he was by far the best one. oh he's killer yeah he's a uh, he's a funny guy anyway yeah, yeah so brian simpson i saw Shout out to my dad. My dad specifically told me to go watch that. Yeah. That's the only oh, so one that I watched. That one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. No, he's very good. I love yeah. his writing. Yeah, yeah. But my like I really not like I really I try not cuz cuz I get obsessive also to the point where like like I when um which one was that? Um I guess all of them. But the the Sticks and Stones, Dave Chappelle one. Mm-hmm. Like I watched it and when it was done I pressed play and watched it again, mm-hmm. and I pressed play and watched it a third time. In a row? And then, yes, just just oh, I watched shit. it for three hours straight. Just watched the thing over and over and over again until I was satisfied with, you know, consuming and understanding. Yeah, like you know what I'm watching. Because the thing is, I just think, and and that's why I, I love because to me, Pat- Patrice O'Neill is like my sort of north star. Okay. As a as a comic. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because I think that I really think he might have been the best person to have ever done it. Um, I would have to agree. He's, 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 in my, he's in my top five for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. And I just think that because uh, oh, going back to I never finished the freaking story. Um, what got me because one of the things that I was again this sounds like such a douchebag thing. <laughs> I was good like day one. Uh-huh. In comparison to other open micers, yeah, I wasn't like a yeah, good comic day one. Douchey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in, in comparison to other open micers, I was good day one. Yeah. Um, and the re- but the reason legitimately the reason was was I was obsessed with those hack court videos or mm-hmm. the the audio of it. Right. Right. And listening to Patrice O'Neill, Jim Norton, Rich Voss, Bob Kelly, all those people mm-hmm. playing. Because there's only really two there on YouTube. It's the Rich Voss one and the Jim Norton one, mm-hmm. and it's just a room full of comics. And Jim <laughs> Norton's playing like one of his earliest tapes. Oh my god! And then that just so shitting on He's doing how that voice. Yes, how fucking awful he is. How bad his voice is. How bad uh, his jokes are. So bad. How dare you get up there and waste everyone's time with yeah. your stupid face? It's so funny. And, like, and the Rich Voss were like, so I was listening to that like. So much so that when I went to those open mics for the first time, those other open micers weren't my peers. Right. In my brain, I'm in the room with Patrice O'Neill and yeah. Rich Voss and Jim Norton. And trying to justify those if, jokes. And trying to justify what I'm doing right. on stage. You didn't want right. to be called a hack. Exactly. Like someone was listening. Exactly. That helps. Yeah. Uh, man, those, those videos are actually invaluable if yeah. you watch it when you're starting comedy. Yeah. Because... Uh, 
you can really avoid a just all the hacking years shit. of just the do, shit that works. Doing There's a, a lot voice, of stuff. Yep. Um, just like saying. Yeah. Not being real, that's being fake, being yep. uh, just there's so many hacky premises mm-hmm. that people do that I, are just fucking so annoying to hear. And they're repetitive too. Yes. It's like don't don't say the most obvious like you can do like a, a topic that's common, but then they'll just go to the most obvious fucking premise from yeah. it that anyone would think of. Well, and there, then that's just There's boring. definitely some premises that have been beat to death. You yep. know what I mean? Like I I don't really like hearing about Tinder jokes. <laughs> it's like the thing, yeah. I swear, like every comic right now, because they're all desperate and lonely. Yeah. <laughs> and on <laughs> Tinder, Jimmy. <laughs> well, no, I don't use Tinder anymore, but... Um, I'm just joking. <laughs> I uh, use Bumble and... Uh, That's right. And, and Craigslist classifieds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just whoever he follows home from the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, whoever is around. I, I had this one awful joke that I never really... I don't know if I ever really used it much. But I was like, if you're, if I was single, because I'm, I'm married. Well, if I was single. Me too. I was married. And I was like, you know, if I was single, you know where I would look for women? In the Craigslist Rooms Wanted Ooh. section. Because <laughs> those are people who need somewhere to stay. Damn. <laughs> oh, that's, that's Damn. smart. Yeah, that is, you know. Yeah. That's foul. Definitely like, oh, you can't come over rent this month. Yeah. <laughs> we could work you something could, out. You could be a, a sugar daddy for $300 a month. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I knew an old guy uh, when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, his he was uh, he's my friend's grandpa, mm-hmm. and he he bought an apartment complex and renovated it and kicked everybody out, and he would only rent to single mothers. <laughs> like that's it, and that was his bread and butter. And believe me when I tell you that this guy was a nasty old pervert. Like he <laughs> he really was. Like sometimes we would go over to his house, and he would have videos playing on the TV of him fucking his tenants. Oh, my God. I'm hanging out with his grandson. His grandson. I'm I'm dead serious. It was doing the most deplorable things. Like, I only jerked off, like, three or four times to it. But But did you, like, sit down and watch it with him? No, man. I was trying to get the fuck out of there. Like, yeah, I was, like, 13. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, shit. What's funny about this is if you look at, like, Brian's beard and hair, you would assume he's the guy he's talking about. I actually am the guy. I feel like that's what I was thinking of. (laughs) I didn't want to say it. Just have a little checkered pass. Yeah. No, man. I typically slip girl strokes before I do anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I do the old Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest comics to ever do. <laughs> In all honesty, I'm, I've been married for 17 years, man. Wow. You know? well, how old are you? I'm 37. Wow, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. yeah. I, and you were like, I thought you were 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I, so uh, I don't have any. I think that's why I get annoyed with the Tinder jokes because I don't, mm. I don't. I've never online dated. Like, yeah. I, literally, mm-hmm. on, when I met my wife, online dating wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. You know? I mean, it was, but not really. Again, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I just think a premise, like, I have a, a joke about meeting someone online mm-hmm. and then, then standing me up and, like, kind of really leading me on. But, mm-hmm. like, what I found out and what I figured out was that a lot of, a lot of people on uh, like the dating apps, they just need attention. They don't have any, like sometimes they want to meet, but like a lot of times they don't want to meet, but you find out pretty soon. But mm-hmm. with this one, she strung me along for a while. And then <laughs> when we were supposed to meet, 
Shouldn't show up. That was a that's a real story. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. I've heard you rewrite that joke. Yeah, like probably three or four times. So now. the the text so is good. fake. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I, f- I figured that. that. Yeah. But but me lashing out on her is real. <laughs> that and I don't that have that out. text anymore. But I'm tr- I I'm recreating it. Like. Do you know as the level of relief can. that that girl must have had that she didn't show up <laughs> when she got Jim? Oh was like, "Fuck you, you evil bitch!" <laughs> right. I just want her to randomly show up to a show and then hear you do that joke. I'm like, "That's me." Well, I wanted, her, yeah, yeah, I wanted her to know what co- kind of psychopath I really am, and uh, yeah, I mean, I went in and I was like really uh, upset. But um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy has such like like a, a psycho energy that yeah. only white guys have. Like, yeah, it's a very like. Yeah, no, I was very yeah. upset. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, you, uh, you also have a, a stare that like I have a you, psycho stare when you get angry. And yes, when I'm when I get angry, it's and like then, your eyes poke out a little more. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and I don't blink a lot. And um, people have told me that even when I'm not angry. It's just like you have. You, I can tell you're mentally ill by <laughs> by looking in your eyes. Yeah. Like people can tell within seconds that oh my god, you're you got a crazy face. You're chemically unbalanced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're Which the guy is, version of crazy eyes in a girl. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. But like, I'm fully medicated now. Like I. <laughs> I, which is like I haven't been in a long time. Like when I was like using. Yeah. I would sporadically take like mood stabilizers and stuff oh, like sure. that like I'm on mm-hmm. mood stabilizers now if, if I'm mm-hmm. not I'm fucked I mean I go into like, like I used to jump out of cars and like scream at people at like red lights oh, shit. and it, in my head at the time it was like it was like everyone was fucking with me on the road but so unless it's a insane coincidence that as soon as I started taking medication no one fucked with me anymore <laughs> then it was all in my head but like I had like uh, the 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 mania I had um it probably was more than that it was like insane paranoia which yeah. probably came along with uh smoking weed and doing other drugs at yeah. all well, when you're unmedicated do you get anti-semitic like Kanye <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's a huge problem. Yeah. Which is hilarious because, like, I tweet a lot. If you, if, <laughs> Shalom. If you don't know what Jimmy looks like, yeah. Jimmy is a tall, skinny, blue-eyed. Skinny. Like, yes. I've been working out. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> swole up. I mean, yeah, swole up. No matter how much I work out, I'm just gonna always be skinny. I have to accept yeah. that. But sorry, go ahead. But no, like, just, just, just. Hitler's like wet dream, just like the absolute perfect, like just tall blonde, yeah. blue eyes. I'm half Jewish. Like so. oh, so yeah. Hitler's well, nightmare. Yeah, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he would have been so disappointed and felt so betrayed. Jewish, yeah. Like, yeah. So you, you do get anti yeah. It'd be crazy if that is like if someone fell in love with. I mean, if Hitler fell in love with someone and yeah. and then he found out. Jewish. Jewish. Didn't Borat do like the same? Thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They found they were She's Jewish. Well, it's like the blind white supremacist. In yeah, the yeah. yeah. Hell, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, It'd be heartbreaking. Yes, yeah. uh, poor guy. Poor Hitler. <laughs> poor Hitler. Uh, must have been so hard. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah. What was this? You were oh so- yeah, mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I start taking meds and like, um, it's wild. It's like mm. the paranoia went away, and I stopped uh, 
thinking everyone was against me. Mm-hmm. I would literally have these like these ideas that I mm-hmm. couldn't no one could talk me out of that people were against me mm-hmm. and like people were out to get me mm-hmm. and uh it's it's wild <laughs> So just, like he's yeah. just describing the reality of being black. Yeah, he's like, I think everybody's out to get me. And they're looking at me weird. Right. <laughs> I think it's yeah, it's what a black guy actually goes through. Is what I thought. <laughs> I was basically yeah, I was basically black without my medication. <laughs> which me, <laughs> that sounds bad for black people. <laughs> Jimmy has body dysmorphia. He only he looks in the mirror. He only sees a black guy. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this motherfucker's pulling me over because I'm black. <laughs> so, like, the craziness I have now is me fully medicated, which is, like, kind of scary. Yeah. yeah. It's like there's only a certain amount of uh, heavy medication to do for me. <laughs> well, I've only seen you mad once, and yeah. I will say you kept your composure pretty well. I, I mean, did. I, you, 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 you got, like, a little bit of anger, like, out. And What then, was this? I don't know. So, okay. right, you, <laughs> if you're going to get into it, go for it. I had an open mic. Uh last week mm-hmm. last sunday and this kid um oh, so i missed i mean yeah this yeah, guy you need to come dude yeah it's a blast oh this guy uh i don't know um he, he said he mentioned uh i was uh like not like a booker mm. and that's i'm like because like everyone had a group chat and i felt felt left out because i wasn't in it and oh, I love these stories. Yeah, yeah. So he needs a little bit of this, and so I'm like, why, why didn't you invite me to the group chat? And he's like, well, because you're a booker. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. meaning like you're not one of the comics because yeah, you're, you're a booker. You just book right. shows, yeah. Um, so that hurt my feelings. Wait, isn't you're like you're not a comic so, at all because you book shows? So yeah. I, I will. Who say, was was this a local comic? Yeah, anyway, he's, he's new. So anyway, um. Sorry. Oh, um, I can see what I mean? I can't wait. I can't but wait for the opportunity to put people in check. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm so and that's excited. all I was doing. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so then, that was like whatever. But then it's, I bought I bought a Beachside Retro shirt. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to change my shirt mm-hmm. to put on my new, the new shirt. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Jimmy, you got tits. <laughs> and uh, and so, you know, like, I'm so, like, and I do have body dysmorphia. So, like, I hate my body already. So, like, now, if anyone else said that, I'd probably be okay with it. Like, <laughs> because um, the kid that was already the kid that mean to you. just pissed me off <laughs> fucking dug into the thing I'm most insecure about. I, I and the fact that I was going, sorry, man. That's the okay. fact that I was going to the, I'm, like, going to the gym recently <laughs> and, like, trying to get in shape. So, like, I was feeling good about my body. And for, like, when your bubbles burst like that. Um, so he hit you in your two sensitive spots. Yeah, two sensitive spots that I'm a, that I'm a hack and not a comic and that I have fucking... <laughs> he did not say that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like in his We're, head. we're yeah. seeing the medication wear yeah. off in real time. Yeah. Like, like, you said it was the a fact that I'm out of shape and they're like... Because, uh, cause, you know, I have this like... Uh, what's it called when you have like a chest plate thing? Uh, like a bird chest? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like mildly. <laughs> I love how you're piling on. Yeah, it's like it's like, <laughs> it's like concave. So like I could work out as much. But you're as a skinny I can. bitch. Is that what you mean? <laughs> Is that what yeah. you're saying? I could work out as much as I want, and I'll still have these little tits that I can't get rid of. But anyway, so it's like that. And then he fucking, uh, it's, and he's like he's a, a pers- personal trainer, and he's like he's like a bull. He's like if 
He's like if like uh, any like athlete from high school decided to do Stand comedy. Up. Yeah, <laughs> so he's just telling these fucking shit jokes, and he's not and like so it was worse because he because he stinks. You know, like he's bad. Like if he was like a good comic, yeah. he's just like bottom of the barrel open micer. I love. And he's that. like fucking hurting my feelings. So because I'm outside of this, yeah. right? I will say like. You guys had recorded your first podcast, and Jimmy was literally talking about how he didn't want to be known as a booker, right? Like yeah, he yeah. says, he oh, says right? that in y'all's podcast. Like he's like, I don't. Want to be. And then oh, literally right. three days later, <laughs> you're just a, a booker. There's a confrontation where a guy says you're yeah, just a so booker, and the... I could tell Jimmy was like, Wait, like was so he, insane. He was pretty calm, and yeah. then when he said that, his eyes just got <laughs> like they got yes. wild. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's and so... then the way he smiled, he smiled at me when he was saying it, like he was. Like, I went back. It was like back to like being bullied. Uh. Jimmy's. I'm, I'm gonna like schedule where mm-hmm. once a month I hug him yeah. just so he knows that yeah. there is no like. Cause I, Jimmy's I, I, I literally, literally like, thought about crazy you a few times, but <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know how you were with personal space. I'm like, so. No, I, I've gotten better at hugs because of um, the 12 step program that I'm in. A lot of people really? hug there. Yeah. Uh, so I've gotten better at uh, <laughs> hugging and receiving love because everyone was. It, you know, everyone yeah. says I love you, which yeah. felt weird. But yeah. It's like they would say, mm. you know, love you, man. I'm like, stop being gay. Stop <laughs> being gay. <laughs> fucking, uh, That's what my wife says to me when I tell her I love her. I just felt weird about it. But now I'm like better at accepting, yeah, accepting love. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, I, I, it's just, uh, I am very sensitive. Um, but it's just like the only reason I book shows because. There's nobody else that yeah. fucking has started and it's such a any open thing mic to say because hey, open micer, you wouldn't have a mic to perform at right now, to even get started yeah. with your shitty jokes if Jimmy didn't create something where you now have the opportunity right. to come here. Well, I, and that's what I was gonna say. I think it was a combination of like him being new and not yeah. really knowing the etiquette in the situation. You know what I mean? Because like it's easy for new people who don't really know you. To go, oh, well, this is the guy who books all the shows. You I know? have to because no one else yeah. is. Right. No. Uh, he should start a fucking open mic. He, he's, talked, uh, he's talked about that, too. I'm sure he has. But, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but how do you see? I, oh, I, I can't wait. I'm so excited. I need to be more and more involved. Yeah, get in Because there. what I noticed was happening. So at one point, and I, I think I talked about this last podcast, but at one point I had created this, um, this Word document. I, I got yeah, so, I got so, so, I to say it to you about this. <laughs> okay. Well, no, no, say it because okay. I'm curious. Okay, because you're talking about the... Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking something different. Go ahead. Okay. I know what you're what about to say. So too. I created this Word document that mm-hmm. was literally... I went on... Because, I mean, I, I obsess over this stuff. I do my own research. Right. So I'd have, <laughs> like... So, that, like, the first part of the Word document is... I've never done an open mic before, and I want to do my first open mic. Right. And I had, and <laughs> right below is a hyperlink to a YouTube video of open mic etiquette. Mm-hmm. Like, hey... When the light comes on, you have X amount of time to get off stage. When, you know, take the microphone out of the stand, do mm-hmm. X, Y, and like, just basic, like, yeah. don't come here and be, make an ass out of yourself stuff. The second tier would be like, oh, I did my first open mic. I want to do more, and I want to make my, I want to, I want to write my first five minutes. Right. Okay. Then I found another video online, and, and these videos aren't me. These are, like, 20-year veteran comics right. talking about, okay, you want to do your first five minutes. This is how you're going to want to structure, have some sort of structure. Understand that you're going to need to master this five minutes. You're going to go to different mics 
multiple open mics until you get this five minutes down. Yeah. And then, like, okay, the next one is like, all right, I've been doing my five minutes and I want to get on a showcase. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is how you do that. And I created a whole, like, I spent like a day, like on a weekend, creating mm-hmm. this whole document that I would email out to new comics when they start. Yeah. <laughs> so that shit like that doesn't happen. Right. Because it's like, you if you're coming into this, we're going to create. And, and this is what I mean by, like, figure out what kind of scene you want to have is mm-hmm. we're going to create a respectable thing mm-hmm. that when you come in here and you show up, mm-hmm. there are rules, mm-hmm. there are regulations, not like douchebag corporate style rules, right. but, like, respect where you are and the people who are here that have done the work to make this possible yeah. for you to come here in the first place. For sure. I used to get so mad because we have, and he, bless his heart, but freaking Brett Hale. Mm-hmm. Used to come to all of our mics and do the weird. I can't wait for you to meet him. Okay, because I'm excited. You, I, You've never you, seen him. I've never seen Brett. Hale. No oh. one will have to introduce him. You will look and go, "Holy shit! I didn't think it could have been this bad." <laughs> he does. He walked. Uh, I had him on Halloween. He, he walked about 20, 20 people. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Which I'm, was a, yeah. Not exaggerating at all. Is it just it, not funny? No, no, no. Or is he it just will weird? come in a different outfit? And the outfits will be like a diaper with like a with dildo like coming out a, of his ass. Yeah, dildo <laughs> sticking out of the back of the diaper, oh and God. like rubber duckies taped to his forehead, <laughs> and like and then he gets up there and he does this incoherent babble thing. Yeah, yeah. for the entire like time he's on poetry. stage. Uh, yeah, um, and it was one of the things where and this I'm proud of Jimmy <laughs> because. It was a thing where I was like, why are y'all letting him do this? Like, it's he's taking a shit on all of our forehead when he does this. And they're like, well, it's an open mic. And I was like, what are you pussies talking about? You know this thing you're doing. You're not allowed to come here and do that. The answer is no. I don't care if it says open mic. There are limits to what we'll tolerate. I think as far as an open mic, in my opinion, it's like, it's open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he was going first. Every week. Well, so because <laughs> the, the strategy was to get him out of the way. But right, then right? it's setting the but tone. But then yeah. he would walk. So imagine you start the mic with 20 people in the room. You send the first guy up. He walks 20 people. And now the yeah. rest of the comics are now working with who's left. See, that's a closer. And it's you so, put, him at, put him at the end. Or yeah. even, so that way he's out of the way. Even yeah. if they don't walk, they think, oh, boy, this yeah. is going yeah. be a long This night. is shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it would happen over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I want moving forward for our local scene to have like, all right, this is how this works. Mm-hmm. We don't fuck around <laughs> with <laughs> yeah, yeah. building this audience. We don't. Like one of the things that pisses me off more than anything, and this, again, we're talking about what it's popular in Orlando. Yeah, where comics will show up to the mic. They'll sign up on the list and then they go walk outside mm-hmm. and they don't come back inside yeah. until they feel like it's their turn to go on stage. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. It create again if you're trying to create an audience mm-hmm. that's going to come every week. The audience doesn't know that it's a room full of comics. Yep. So if people walk into a bar and there's a whole bunch of people standing around outside having a blast, yeah. And there's nobody inside and there's poor comics on stage by themselves feeling like a jackass. Yeah. Well, the audience is going to go, oh, well, clearly there's there's nothing of value happening inside, right. and they leave. But if all the comics come inside and the person walks in, and because the comics are inside, there's at least cool. 20 people inside, yeah. it looks like something's happening, yeah. and then that's how you build. And it's so selfish, and it, it's such a douchebag move to do that. Yeah. Well, not to mention, like, if you're, if you're a comic, like, I feel like it's good to watch 
other people at your same level. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because, like, A, you see you're not stepping on each other's jokes. Yeah. But also, like, like there's, there's always, like, somebody who's just a little bit better. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's good to watch those guys that you're close to. Mm-hmm. So that way you can see, like, all right, I need to up my writing game or my stage presence mm-hmm. or this or that. You know what I mean? I know. Yep. I notice, like... So, I disagree yeah. with both of you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think um, I think it's up to the I think it's up to the person that's running the open mic to get people in. Mm-hmm. I don't think comics should have any obligation of staying and watching mm-hmm. uh, other open micers perform because that's like a form of torture. <laughs> um, so hey, don't say that, dude. We're so, trying to get people to come watch the open mic. Well, like no, I mean no. It's like, but like as a comic, you're watching a bunch of open micers doing like fucking garbage hack material, and but. that's that's hard to do. So it's like, it's like, it's up. You should if you're. If you're running open mic, get people to come. And mm-hmm. then it's cool. Uh, old, um, Beachside Retro, it's something special because all the comics, mm-hmm. most of the comics stay in and watch, which is mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I love yeah. that. But I don't think a comic should have an obligation to do it. Here's, it's, it's great if they do. Here's, here's what I'm saying. Open micers have an obligation to watch the open mic. Yeah. You shouldn't because you're not an open micer. I don't know. But if you're in the brand new crew, because then the other thing is, is how do you know if you suck or not? If you're the only, if you're the only time you see, only time you're there, yeah, is when you're on stage and then you walk out of the room. Like one of the things that that is really humbling as a comic is for you to bomb, and then watch the next comic kill mm-hmm. with the same audience that you were in front of. Yeah, yeah so you can't it, that crowd You can't suck. be like that yeah. crowd sucked. Yeah. There have been so many times when I've been on stage it, it doesn't happen to me as much but it used to happen to me a lot and it's happened to me a few times recently mm-hmm. where I've been on stage and I'm like damn that audience is just not a good audience. Yeah. And then you get on stage and somebody like a Dean Napolitano or something gets on stage and turns that audience into an amazing show. Yeah. And you go, it is never the audience. It is always my fault. Yeah. And as a a comic, especially when you're brand new, how are you going to know that if you don't stick around and watch what the other comics make happen with the same audience that you were in front of? Yeah. But I I, I, got to hit on what you were saying, too. Like, when I started, you know, like, I... I'd seen, like, I'd been to one of the Beachside Retro shows, and I saw, like, the level of of comedy, and I Mm -hmm. didn't realize who was from Melbourne, who was from Orlando, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So when I went to the first open mic, and I I did it, it was watching guys like you and Rudy and uh, Josh Miller and stuff like that that made me go, okay, like, I need to get better at writing jokes Mm -hmm. because I'm trying to not be at this caliber of comic I want to be some like more like in line with the way you guys are. You know right. what I mean? And so that really motivated me to go, I'm just going to write constantly and throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. Mm-hmm. And like since then, I mean, I, I, I almost write a new five minutes every week mm-hmm. for the open mic because yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get 30 seconds. You mm-hmm. know, I'll write five minutes for 30 seconds yeah. because then if I do that enough times, then, you know, over the course of yeah. months, I'll have like a lot of time you know what i mean well for me it's like it's great to write new stuff but um but what i'm also finding value in lately is uh working at open mics on on jokes that are 
currently working well and mm-hmm. trying to make them better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because something, a mis- huge mistake I've made for like a long time when I was doing comedy was, okay, this joke gets a big laugh. Mm-hmm. Let's file it away. Oh, that's done. done now. Yeah. yeah. It's not done. Yeah. So it's like, it's okay. it, like it's ne- never done. Right. Yeah. You just, you can always make it better. So, um, and that's I, see, like, I, I see that too, though. I have I, like that makes so many half baked jokes. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, uh, another mistake I made was like, I was like, oh, this joke is good, does well sometimes. Like, Ross McCoy had a post that was like really, uh, like, spoke some truth. He was like, if you have a joke and it does well sometimes, but other times it doesn't. You can't do that joke on a showcase, like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. you, like if a joke doesn't yeah. kill every time, it's mm-hmm. not. It's not done. It's not a good joke. Yeah. No. You know, mm-hmm. it, it might be funny to some. Yeah. But like, if, if it falls flat, mm-hmm. then yeah. you're just rolling the dice. Yep. Like I, I, like you're, you're like hoping a joke does well. Right. But there's a reason why people aren't laughing at it half the time. Yeah. Because either it's not done or it's not good. Or it's so niche that yeah. the rest of the world doesn't yeah. care. Most yeah. likely it's not a good joke. Yeah. Um, that's another thing. It's like it, you have to be careful open mics because comics will oh, laugh at certain favorite. things. Here's the thing yeah. that I'm seeing. <laughs> These are my favorite conversations. That comics... At the, this open mic, they're writing stuff mm-hmm. for like the comics. Yes, which is not good. It's horrible. And, like yeah. there is There's... one. It's so bad. It's like don't try to make the comics laugh. Yeah, yeah. fuck them. Yep. You're you're working to try to get material. Yeah. For shows. This goes back to my theory it's of such why a bummer to Bavard see. County. I legitimately feel like the Bavard County comedy scene is better. Than the majority of the state, because mm. I, I, I really—I I, this is legitimately how I feel. Because if you notice, I travel a lot. I do not travel to Orlando unless I'm being paid to go there. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Because most of those mics oh God. are just a bunch of fucking comics in the room, and the oh. comics only laugh at the sickest, most disturbed. Stuff. So what happens yeah. is you breed this new crop of comics that thinks that comedy is just just get on stage and just talk about dead babies yeah. and all this horrible shit. Yeah, and they're just to be edgy. Yeah, yeah. and um, there's this whole crop of comics that think that they're good. I don't know. There's some good mics in Orlando, and they all there yeah. are. No, yeah. there are. Right, yeah. but here, here's, here's and I have to say that because I want to keep getting booked. In <laughs> no, I know, I know, and this is why <laughs> I don't, want, I don't want to get Jimmy like in trouble, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> but, but my thing is, if you look at the size of Orlando, right, and you compare it to the size of Melbourne, mm-hmm. right, for example, which is weird because some of our stuff is in Cocoa, some of our stuff is like whatever. It's but this out. is all one area, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Brevard County, Brevard County, yeah. right? We have this. T- I would argue. We have the same volume of good shows mm-hmm. as Orlando. Okay. I think Orlando has one or two good mics, and the rest of it, complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think we have one or two good mics and nothing else. Yeah. I think well, all okay. we have is we've cut the fat. We yeah. don't have any we need of that fat, bullshit though. stuff. 
We need right? we need bad open mics. I don't think we need bad open. Well, yeah, well I we think need we any need, open mic. We need yeah, we need any open mic right now. So like even a bad open mic, if it, even a bad open mic, you go do time, and you could still get data from it. It's all about yeah. like is a joke good or not. And even yeah. if it's a shitty mic and it's a lot of comics, there's like three audience members. Yeah, it's better than no open mic. But I, see, I don't know about that, man. Because like for example, um. The um, what is it? The Tirdenog? Oh, in right? Daytona. In Daytona, mm-hmm. like it's a lot of fun. It's fun, but but you don't grow from doing that shit. You because it's such a like uh, bloodbath every time. Well, it's uh, it's I think it's a I I think I have grown from it. Mm-hmm. Not by I'm testing out jokes to see if they're going to be good or not because that's yeah. not a good place to do that because yeah. you'll like. You'll never tell a joke again if yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's uh, good for putting calluses on your soul. Exactly, it's which is which that. is important. I'll give you that. It is and important. Also, it's good um, a good place to do crowd work. Actually, um, mm. if there's an audience, which sometimes there's, sometimes there's not. Mm. Yeah, the the best thing about Tiranog is. Um, yeah, it uh, toughens you up, mm-hmm. and it's also like good to. It's like you're performing in some of the in a lot of difficult circ. You get like all the experiences of a shitty, <laughs> like all difficult open mic, <laughs> yeah. all in one, one place. place. <laughs> so I think it has benefits, yeah. and also I just fucking love Daytona comics. They're yeah, like yeah, I like, I like they're like, they're they're like yeah. uh, they look like pedophiles and <laughs> like, uh, unib- unibombers, unibombers yeah. <laughs> and like ex-cons, but they fucking tell you that they love you and they hug you. Yeah. No, they're the greatest people. It's not. Oh like, it's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. But like, I mean, because I really argue that I mean, I would argue in terms of Central Florida, and it's gonna sound crazy, mm-hmm. but open mics, which mm-hmm. was before your time, Ryan, but best mic in Central Florida, hands down. I don't, I don't think I've heard anything. that from people not from Melbourne. Yeah, I don't think I don't oh, think it's great. even close. Oh no, it's the best. I think at this point, Moon Room, probably one of the best showcases in Central Florida. Yeah, hands That's down. Awesome. Good job, Jimmy. Yeah, hands down <laughs> for real. Um, I think Christopher Neil Walker's like started yeah. that. Oh, so a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he started. Yeah, uh, Iron Oak. Yeah, yeah, Iron Oak. We and then just that moved. jumped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, but I think those two rooms combined, right? That gives you a stretch of eight years. Yeah. That I can legitimately say we've had the best mic in Central Florida for the last eight years. Oof. Oh yeah. And I think that people in the sort of overall comedy community, mm-hmm. I don't think that this area gets the credit that it deserves. You gonna pee again? For the Keep fact. talking. I just have to. <laughs> I have There's something wrong. We just need to hook up. I was up to you, bro. Jimmy's, Jimmy's diabetic. I just drank no, 64 <laughs> ounces of coffee. No, I, I need an antibiotic. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that drip dick. <laughs> but uh, I have a different perspective, obviously. Because well, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, I wasn't around for the glory days, yeah. you know, of mm-hmm. like open mics and stuff. So my person. You know, my limited perspective is mm-hmm. really the way I should put it. Like, I've only done, 
mostly beachside retro open mics. Like yeah. if we're talking open mics, mm-hmm. I've only done that. And then I did uh, Bull and Bush one night, and mm-hmm. then we went to Laugh Out Loud last week or mm-hmm. Laugh Out Loud. Lounge, yeah, yes. that's an awesome room. So that's nice. an awesome room. So nice. And then we honestly we left there and then walked six mm-hmm. blocks and did another open mic. And yeah, that's I, I, that's I, the greatest. I, I was like, that's yeah. like some New York shit yeah. right there, you know. Like, and what I love about uh, Laugh Out Lounge, mm-hmm. so Laugh Out Lounge and Madcaps. And um, Alex Soto, which I'm sure you haven't met Alex Soto yet. No, I don't think but so. But he's opening. Wait, is he the owner? He, no, no, no. He is. So Mike Lee owns um, Laugh Mad, Out Lounge. I meant Madcaps. I'm sorry. Okay, Madcaps, that's Adam Lowry. Adam. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Um, Alex Soto is another comic who's opening a club soon oh, nice. um, that's coming up. Um, and I find that anytime a comic is the person that opens the club, uh-huh. they do an awesome job oh, of yeah. creating the environment. Yeah. That is necessary. Like both Laugh Out Lounge and Madcaps, it's dark, mm-hmm. it's tight. They mm-hmm. bring the audience right up to the stage. It's an yes. intimate environment, yeah. and they, the sound is good. Like it's just so many elements. When a comic, you can always tell when a comic is running in the room. Yeah, because it's those two rooms are just beautifully done. So, so I forgot I have done Madcaps before. Yeah, yeah, they they I mean they did an open mic for about three weeks and then yeah. shut, it, shut it down. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I caught the very first one. <laughs> and that yeah. was going to go up there the following week, and they were like, we're not doing it anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they're straight showcases. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was a good show in general. Like, yeah. uh, like the audience was like, uh, it was it was decent. So it definitely mm-hmm. wasn't packed, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was, for an open mic, it was decent. It was like 20, mm-hmm. 20 25 people in there, yeah. you know? And... Uh, it was a uh, it was it was a decent show. You know, mm-hmm. there was some. I saw. I mean, I saw Roy up from Daytona. I saw him kill in that room. Mm-hmm. And then there was yeah. a, uh, up at New, uh, Madcaps. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then uh, there was a, like another guy. I can't remember his name. I'm bad with names. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a guy playing guitar, and he was just doing like one liners over this guitar riff. Oh, yeah. Was it guitar or ukulele? No, it was a, it guitar. was definitely a guitar. Oh, okay. And he was doing like I think this. Scott Hooker. I think it's Scott Hooker. Yeah. No, no, no. I can't. I wish I could remember the guy's name. I feel bad. Yeah, I saw him at Grumpy's. Yeah, like a yeah. week after I saw him. And yeah. He was really funny. Like, mm-hmm. I, I both, him and Roy both just murdered that night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, I like, I, and I did not, and it was like in the, my period of just like not doing great. Mm-hmm. For, and I, I really 100% equate that to lack of confidence. <laughs> you know? But, uh, but so I, and I opened the show. So I went up and, and mm-hmm. you know, and just, Kind of a dick for like yeah. five minutes. Tough also, you're you're yeah. new. You should be eating shit. Yeah, like, yeah. you're not gonna get better yeah. if you're not eating shit. And again, yeah. like, uh, you got to take your performances at the beachside open mic with a grain of salt. Oh, for sure. Because it is yeah. a lot of comics laughing because yeah. yeah. you're saying fucked up shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which, no, for real. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That is a huge danger. I try yeah. not to write yeah. comic or like jokes for comics though. Yeah. Like uh, ev- yeah. everything that I I try to write. I mm-hmm. and. and you know, like I, I, everything I try to write, I try to write for what I think uh, I find funny, but also mm-hmm. yes. what I think the audience will find funny as well. Uh, yeah. And even that's like big, a trap. Well, the bit, biggest thing is what you find funny. Yeah, like if it's real to you, right? Yeah. I think, in my mm-hmm. opinion, I, um, I'm not a storyteller either. Mm-hmm. Like I, you're I, good at it. I, I, I feel like every time I tell a story, <laughs> I bomb. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so, and it's not, it's not the case. It's just like I. So one of my influences is more like uh, Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I've been listening to podcasts oh, for years. And yeah. Kill Tony like will teach you set up punchline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As, as like a, 
as as like a format like to a like structure, yeah, yeah yeah as a structure mm-hmm. and so I, I like I've been trying to get really good at like telling more short concise jokes mm-hmm. and so um, but but I feel like that's a good gateway into storytelling because then when you're telling a story it teaches you like you need a joke here a joke here a joke here you know because mm-hmm. you don't want to tell like a five I was talking about this before the podcast you don't mm-hmm. want to tell a five minute story and have two jokes in it you right. know what I'm saying because mm-hmm. then you're just bringing somebody along the ride for for the sake of bringing them for, uh, along for yeah. the ride you know mm-hmm. right but again at an open mic you can tell a story that gets two laughs because you're just trying to find out what's yeah. funny about something yeah. there's yep. a good story that you really like it's totally cool to go up there and eat shit for five minutes yeah. for sure if you get like one or two laughs, you're like, okay, because like it's all about finding data. So you you mm-hmm. find out at the end of that five minutes, okay, this is what's funny yeah. about this story. Mm-hmm. This is what they yeah. This is what they sometimes they to. laugh at the like I have to have so many jokes where the audience laughs at the part. I was like, that is not where I expected you guys to laugh at. Yeah. That. And they think the yeah. punchline is shitty, yeah. and they think this weird thing you said in the middle is hilarious. And I'm like, I have no idea. But like I've had. Ex- Experiences where I'm like, oh, that's what's funny about this. Yeah. Or yeah. even if they like just react to it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. so that this is an interesting part yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And you don't really, sometimes you don't know. Yeah. Well, don't get me wrong. I would rather tell mm-hmm. stories because yeah, then I just remember it. the one, the one joke. Like, <laughs> like right now, I'm writing like, like for a five minute bit, I got to do like 15 jokes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And well, uh, here's here's some well here's some so. here's some like advice that I and this is how I this is how I've learned. Uh-huh. Right? And again, everyone understand I've been doing this five years, so I'm not like yeah. <laughs> I always say these like, grandiose ideas, <laughs> and it's like hey, you always doing preface it. Yeah. But, but again, great. I don't know shit. Yeah, but, yeah. 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 But, but here's here's my experience. Here's <laughs> how like I think. Well, my thing is is I try to learn different elements, right? And then you figure out who's the master of that specific element. Yeah. And then you study that person to try and figure out, right? So like, to me. Chris Rock mm-hmm. is the greatest performer of stand-up comedy ever. He's in my top five. I think his timing, mm-hmm. his use of his like voice and his physical body is better than everyone. Yeah, for sure. I think Dave Chappelle is the master of misdirection mm-hmm. bar none. Yeah, for sure. His ability to tell you a long-ass story and end it with a call. Like, the story is so intricate that it makes you forget the point that he was... that. If it wasn't for the story being so intricate, mm-hmm. you would see the punchline coming. But he's so good at distracting the audience with the story right. that you don't catch something that yeah. you should have caught right. if you were paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right? So to me, the two greatest storytellers, well, I guess it's kind of three. I think probably one of the greatest of all time is Bill Cosby. Okay. Which... I know so, we're not supposed a, to love Bill Cosby that's anymore. That's a, a dangerous take. Man, you're not supposed to love Bill Cosby anymore. <laughs> hey, man, but you can separate the man from even, the Even the ability to take yeah. clean stories yeah. and make them really funny, mm-hmm. just telling regular stories. Yeah. But the the two, like, modern people, Joey Diaz and awesome. Ali Sadiq, I was literally going to bring up Ollie. Yeah. I just watched Domino Effect. Yep. Just last cr- weekend. Yeah. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. Another yeah. comic like recommended it. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. That I heard was, it was really good. Yeah. That was, was funny good. as fuck. He literally yeah. told in, in one story for an hour and 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes. That's essentially. Awesome. I mean, it takes place over like uh, several years. Yeah. It's like a childhood situation. Yeah. yeah. But I... I was watching that and going, yep. this is fucking crazy. Yep. Like, I've never heard one comic just tell one story yep. and just, I, I mean, kill. Like, Have I, you seen, um, oh, what is it called? 
Ari Shafir's thing. Jew? Is, is, no, no, no. <laughs> is it, which, oh, oh you mean, I can't uh, even say that negative? now. No, uh, not, it's not his show. His show. Oh, um, uh, I can't uh, believe this is happening. Is yeah. that what it is? Oh, it's, yeah, uh, that's great. This, this, this is, is not, not happening. This is not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. The, the, Ali, again, Ali Sadiq, Joey Diaz, and then also um, the one who was really good, Gastor Almonte. Mm. He's a comic from New York. Just amazing. Well, which which bugs me. had a really good story to really? his comic. Yeah, which super. Bugs about, me because uh, I I hate Ari Shafir so much. Yeah. Do you? But yeah, I just... <laughs> I love Ari you know, you know as, what's funny? As though? a comic, I don't even know because I refuse to watch his comedy because really? I hate him as a person so much. I, I feel like I'm on the outs with Ari also. Like, yeah. I, I mean, who the fuck am I? But, uh, he's not likable, that's yeah. for sure. Well, I don't even care about that. He's not going for... Kobe shit. Yeah, he's not going for that. But, like, I, like, I watched Jew. Right, which is mm-hmm. his newest special, and I I have I still haven't finished it yet. God, like I got through like half hair. of it, and and I, I definitely laughed occasionally. <laughs> but like like at the open mic, we were all talking about it afterwards. Like the weekend it came out, <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. If if you see Brian and his long beard and his long hair, <laughs> he looks like a country singer. Yeah, and to see I a, get it all the a time. white guy with that affect, just be like, I watched Jew last yeah, week. I watched, <laughs> like, yeah, I watched that motherfucking Jew special. Like, Even the way you said. I put that Kanye thing on it. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying how you don't like it. It's like, I, I don't like Jews. I was like, <laughs> if maybe if it was about Christianity. You know? <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. Not no, a I, fan of Jews. It just like, I don't know. Like it didn't relate to me. Yeah. You know, I mm-hmm. like, and I think that's what what comedy really is. Like, if mm-hmm. if you find something that's relatable to you, mm-hmm. although like in saying that that uh, that domino effect, mm-hmm. I mean, I I can't relate to any of the stories that he's telling. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like it made me laugh. And yeah. same thing with like Dave Chappelle. Like I don't relate yeah. to Dave Chappelle specifically, mm-hmm. but he's I, I find him yeah. fucking hilarious. You yeah. know. So I think some of it is universal. Like there's just like pretty mm-hmm. much like if you talk to most comics, they're like oh. Dave Chappelle's the goat, you know, yeah. or whatever. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. But guys, I have to bounce because right. I have a twelve step meeting. All right. Well, then let's get out of here. Yeah. All right, because we're actually, we're, we're in an hour and twenty four minutes. Is it really been yeah, that long? It's yeah, it's been that long. So it, it actually goes really fast. Yeah. Doing I don't have anything so. to promote other than Friday's show, December second at uh, Beachside Retro, and then. Um, Moon Room every Tuesday, but not next, not uh, December thirteenth. Thirteenth. Uh-huh. That's about it. Do you have any? Uh, yeah. So, open mics, Brian. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I actually have nothing but showcases. <laughs> oh wait, really? hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Uh, let's see. Okay. Uh, the Cava Bar in Coco. Mm. Okay, yeah. That's on the seventeenth at nine p.m. <laughs> and then also we're going to talk about uh, that after your Blind Lion at eight p.m. Oh, awesome! Uh, which is going to yeah. be awesome. But yeah, I got. Uh, I didn't realize how late it was. Oh, See yeah. you guys. Yeah, man. See you. Thanks uh, so much. Yeah. For me, it's also uh, the uh, B-side Retro on the second. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also doing. There's a. He didn't bring it up. It's his show. Uh, <laughs> there's a show at the uh, Florida Vape Shop in town, oh, okay. uh, mm-hmm. I think on the 9th. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jimmy and I, I are actually roasting each other <laughs> at the Weenie Roast on the 13th at uh, Nightshade. Nightshade, yeah. yeah. So that's I, love, I, love, I love that room. Yeah. Will Miller's great. I actually have a show with him coming up. I'm excited I gotta, to do it. Yeah, I got to get with them on the flyers for that. Oh. Um, so again, mine, I'm Chris Robinson. As always, uh, check out my special on Spotify, it is the 6040 Rules, and like and subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed it. This has been the Funny Style Podcast. Thank you for listening.